Welcome to Body Talks Mind Lessons with Indu. Are you ready to hear real life stories from around the world how Body Talks system has helped heal trauma and brought vitality back to life? If yes, stay tuned and find out if this is what you have been waiting for. Hello listeners. Welcome to another episode of Body Talks Mind Lessons. Now, in this episode, I'm not going to prep you with who my guest is and what to expect in this episode. We decided we're going to let it flow and see where does it take us. Similarly, in life, we try to control so many things, but guess what? Life tends to happen in a very different way. So let's go along those lines. And I welcome Dale Fox to this episode. Welcome, Dale. Thank you so much. It's a great privilege to be with you. (laughs) Same here. I am so excited and uh, waiting to hear the whole story from, from you, Dale. Directly from you. <laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> uh, as much as you want, free flow. But we usually go around, you know, 45 minutes to whatever it takes. But uh, let's uh, let yes. go of that That's concept wonderful. of time at the moment. <laughs> so to start out with, uh, where in the world are you located, Dale? I am in Cape Town, South Africa. So that's right at the tip of Africa. Yes, beautiful. Have you always lived there? No, I was born in Pretoria, which is in the northern part of the country, but I've spent the greater part of my adult life in uh, this part of the world. Mm. All right, so growing up, uh, what do you remember? What did you want to become and... uh, where the life turns have taken you? <laughs> that's, a, that's a very interesting question, <laughs> actually. Uh, I, I studied nursing science uh, in, at Witwatersrand University in Johannesburg and then moved to uh, Pretoria University. And when I graduated, I uh, moved down to the Cape. So that was in 1974. And I then did my uh, studies in uh, operating theater technique. And unexpectedly, I thought I was going to go to Germany to work in in a surgical unit there, but I was invited to join Professor Chris Barnard's heart transplant team. And uh, so that's what I did, <laughs> quite unexpectedly. I never wow. imagined I would be there. And uh, it, it, was, uh, it was a profound time in my life because that's when I got to understand that there's so much more that we don't even realize uh, You know, we didn't only do heart transplants, we did cardiothoracic surgery. And very often, to our best intents and purposes, every single thing that could go wrong went wrong. (laughs) But somehow the patient recovered. 
And Professor Chris Barnard would often say, well, there's another patient going home in spite of us. And that kind of got me wondering, well, what is this in spite of us all about? Hmm. But uh, in 1979, my father died of a brain tumor at the age of 59. And he had oh, steel and engineering uh, business back in Pretoria, and there was no one to run it. So okay. I went home, <laughs> I went home to Pretoria <laughs> to take over my father's steel and engineering business. That's why I say serendipitously, I always went in a direction totally unexpected. Yeah, and that I, is un unexpected. <laughs> From an operating theater to steel business, who would who would think that kind of a yeah. turn? <laughs> yeah, if anyone had told me that, I would have said no chance on earth would that happen. But I spent the next thirty years in that field. Uh, I did come back to Cape Town in nineteen ninety, and I started another business in Cape Town. It was very successful. But I started to realize that I was suffering from a kind of a cognitive decline because mm. the, the steel and engineering world is so left brain, it's so linear, it's so numbers driven. And in 19, uh, actually 1998, I thought, well, I better go back to university and, and do something because I can't stand this any longer. And so I did my degrees in psychology. And I specialized in Jungian psychology. And that hmm. was another serendipitous or synchronous moment because I never dreamed that by 2004, I would be dragged kicking and screaming to a course called Mindscape. <laughs> and that was the <laughs> next big change in my life. <laughs> And so I did Mindscape in 2004, and by 2008, I was teaching Mindscape, which I am still doing with great joy. That's my passion. So hold on. Before uh, you go any further, let's, uh, you know, <laughs> you have taken me through so many t turns and twists that I'm still trying to formulate my question. <laughs> So what, what I was thinking is, um, you know, you did psychology, which is now, again, a very different direction, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, it, it's towards the medical side. And then suddenly this course shows up. And by the way, uh, you know, just to educate our listeners, you can say something more about Mindscape. But uh, Mindscape, uh, in the, the, some people call it... Uh, uh, meditation on steroids some people call it uh, you know totally getting to know your alpha brain uh, so, so many descriptions that can be given to Mindscape what is your description my description is a lot simpler all right it's learn, it's learn to use your whole brain so that you yeah. can live to your best potential it's you, you, you live it while you're walking around, driving, doing business, whatever. So uh, it, it can be a meditation, but it's a way of living really connected to the universe and downloading information that you need and just living to your increasingly beautiful potential. 
good, good, good way of explaining it. I like that. Uh, by the way, Mindscape um, is a um, is a body talk course, but you don't have to be a body talk student or practitioner uh, to take this life science based course. That's quite correct. In fact, the irony of that as well is that initially, the the I, I did certainly have uh, uh, body talk. Uh, students come to my course, but primarily they were non-body talkers. So, again, I was working from the back end of things because through Mindscape, I introduced them to body talk. So many of my students have gone on to become body talk practitioners or at least get a lot of body talk sessions, which also just helps you live a much easier life. So similarly for you, you uh, you never took a body talk session uh, or you did go towards the traditional body talk courses straight away the first course you took was mindscape uh, the first course i took was mindscape and ah, then okay. the the person who dragged me to mindscape is today an advanced uh, body talk instructor volma Hrobla. I then did, uh, I started doing body talk courses with her and way back in the day with a lot of the, the senior lecturers who aren't around anymore. So I've done the body talk courses, yes, but I first did Mindscape. Mm, okay, that's again non-traditional. Most of the people <laughs> <laughs> are introduced to body talk somehow. Uh, then they b may become practitioner and then they go on to Mindscape. All right. So you do, <laughs> you do things in a uh, non-traditional way. So that makes sense. Actually, Indu, I think it makes sense to do Mindscape first because then body talk is so much easier to learn because the tools that you learn in Mindscape, especially relating to studying, and shifting your consciousness make body talk a lot easier. So I guess, although it was the back way around, uh, it worked. I I now totally agree with you uh, because I did something very difficult for myself. Um, there must be some belief system that uh, makes me do things in a difficult way. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, I became a body talk practitioner while I was uh, still doing a left brain job uh, of engineering, right? Eventually, um, I wanted to practice body talk and honestly had quite a bit of difficulty really letting go of my left brain until I took Mindscape. So yeah. now that, uh, you know, hindsight, I agree with you that Mindscape should be a requirement for anybody who wants to go towards body talk, whether you want to go to body talk or not, right? So uh, it's a life skill that is worth is. acquiring. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got it. Got it. And uh, then... Uh, where did you go from uh, uh, taking the Mindscape course? Right away you said, I need to teach this? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, uh, I, I was still in the, in the steel and engineering world when I took uh, Mindscape, and I decided I needed to get out of that world because it, it's, you know, you've been in engineering, so I needn't talk about the pressures there. 
but uh, it did certainly help me with my business. And I, when I did my first Mindscape course, incidentally, Chris Attard uh, was my instructor, and it was the very first Mindscape course in South Africa. I decided there and then, I think I'm going to teach this. And so I applied to, to teach it, and uh, I was accepted. And by 2008, I was teaching Mindscape. I sold my steel and engineering business, and uh, I uh, opened a practice. I don't, I'm, I'm not really a body talk practitioner. I do more counseling and craniosacral therapy. But I refer people to all of my body talk <laughs> little students. <laughs> that practice, uh, well, all over the world as well. So that's what I did. And I do still practice today, but my, my main passion is teaching. So I, I teach I teach Mindscape, and I, I also have three-hour mini Mindscape sessions that I do online for people all over the world. And I've developed an advanced course called Beyond Right Brain, which is really about soul alchemy. I've also developed a course called Nature's Language, which is about communicating with and treating plants and animals, because the large bulk of my work is with humans and their animals. And I think that also stems back from the cardiac days, because I was also involved in a lot of the research there, and you may or may not be aware, but uh, animal research is part of medicine. So I learned a lot from the animals then, and that also pushed me in a direction that I never expected to be in. So say, uh, uh, elaborate more on the animal research. Well, um, this is always an emotive uh, topic, Indu. Hmm. But we could not be doing what we are doing in medicine today without research. And if we go back to the 70s, uh, Professor Chris Barnard was a very innovative man, and we were a very innovative team. And a lot of the cardiothoracic, especially cardiac work that's done today, is because of research. So we... We did uh, do uh, uh, surgical procedures on baboons and chimpanzees, uh, mm -hmm. exactly as if they were humans, to see whether we could do the kind of things that are being done today uh, as routine surgery. So, yes, a lot of time was devoted to that. And um, yeah, a lot of, as I say, many people find this a, a very let's say, controversial topic. But it was always done with uh, great hum hum humanness, really. We were, they were treated like they were patients, and they were also allowed to... You couldn't ever really rehabilitate them, but they did go to sanctuaries where they could spend the rest of their lives in peace. And I actually learned a lot of my own animal communication uh, through working with the baboon sanctuary in the Karoo in the Cape, uh, run by Dr. Peter Fraser and his wife, Nola. So it, it was those animals that taught me 
the connectivity we have with universe through every single sentient being if we are willing to listen mm. and mindscape and the other courses that i teach teach you how to listen and we we're so inundated with google and technology and i don't knock technology it is play, plays a very important role but we have removed ourselves from the very essence of being natural very true yes that is the wisdom that we are forgetting uh, to <laughs> live life we're so much on the other side you know too too much into the superficial side that we don't uh, dive deep into what life re- is really about and that's where a lot of the anxiety frustration and <laughs> all the things are emanating from mm, exactly and you know when you work with animals especially domestic animals they're always playing out what's going on with the humans and when you give the humans the feedback they say oh my word that's quite correct because in essence it's really very easy to just download from source so even if i think about my own practices one of the things that i learned from professor chris barnard all those years ago and i recall it so clearly because we had uh, i was assisting one of his uh, senior surgeons who really adored professor barnard it was a very tricky operation and the patient died because sometimes these things happen mm-hmm. and we ha- we had uh, meetings afterwards to see what we could have done differently etc etc it's an academic teaching hospital and this young surgeon said to the prof that he felt devastated because he tried his best and prof barnard said to him well sometimes your best is not going to be good enough Mm-hmm. and this young surgeon was quite irate he said but but it we must succeed because we are cardiac surgeons and professor barnard turned around and said to him no we are not we are the instruments in the hands of the cardiac surgeon and that made me realize even in my own practice whether it be body talk craniosacral therapy reiki or whatever we are simply conduits we are not doing we are being done and so we're willing participants in universe's way of getting someone on your table or somewhere to be their own healer and that makes it so much easier because you get yourself out of the way when you realize that we are the instruments in the major healer's hands and i i really i have been humbled so many times by the results that are happening not because of me but because i'm a willing participant wow beautifully said uh in fact you have said so many things uh the, the what you're saying is uh, first of all there is that ego level where I mean mm. I did it it's because of me 
So the very first thing is getting that ego out of the way. And that's why I know, you know, a lot of times people uh, call body talk practitioners healers. And uh, we need to avoid that uh, the title because that can lead to ego. I am doing it. Exactly. So uh, then the second way of looking at it or second part, uh, if I uh, may summarize what I heard is that all healing is self-healing. It is the body that decides when, where, how it's going to heal as long as it is put in front of the right conduit and it is the right timing. Exactly. Exactly. And it is about that. But you know, Indu, you're quite right. The ego process is also part of the learning because we all start off. I mean, when I was in the heart transplant team, I had an ego that was bigger than the whole of Grutiskir Hospital because <laughs> I was Professor Chris Barnard's assistant. And But as we grow and learn and work with things, if you're willing, you begin to realize that the ego is actually helping you learn. It's not something to be overcome. It's something that's wanting to move towards the light and take you with it. And then when you realize that you are only the healer of yourself, and as a practitioner, the person who has come to you, first of all, they're there because they must be there. And it's their choice as well, whether they work with the information you give them or not, because very often they expect to be fixed. And that's not what we do. We're not fixers. Um, I, I'm not a mechanic. I am actually the, the spanner in the mechanic's hand. So. <laughs> yeah, well said, well said. Yeah, ego is definitely needed, but I like uh, the way you described it that uh, use it to learn. Yeah, if we didn't have ego, yeah. then we will sit here and not do anything. So exactly. since we if want to grow... If you didn't have ego, you would... Yeah. Yep, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Since uh, I was going to say, if you don't have ego, you wouldn't even know whether you wanted to eat or not. <laughs> yes. So to define yourself, to nourish yourself, and then to learn all of that is manifestation of ego. But the point is, don't stop there. Keep going and figure out mm -hmm. what is the next part, which is, the, I kind of feel it is like a curve that you go up on the left side of the curve and you acquire all this uh, learning, knowledge, whatever you want to call it. And then you come down where the ego ego has done its part and now it gives you the fruit and that's where you're humbled and that's where you go to the other side that you are doing things because you learned all of that but at the same time it's not going to your head you know now you have descended into mm -hmm. your heart do you you agree yeah I do, and that's beautifully put as well, because it is an up and down curve, and it's it's not always easy. Uh, you know, you 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 get you get a couple of hidings along the way, <laughs> to, <laughs> like a naughty child. You you have to get a little bit of punishment to wake you up, 
and make you realize, hang on, uh, it's, this is not about me, it's about us. Mm -hmm. So did you get some aha moment uh, here and there where uh, all this, uh, you know, uh, I, I will say puzzle pieces came together and, uh, you, you know, you knew it all, or it, was it always uh, inside you? <laughs> uh, I'm just curious. Well, what, what was that kicking that happened or didn't happen? <laughs> Let's put it this way, it was always inside me as it is in all of us, but we are sometimes uh, too stubborn, mm -hmm. uh, too reluctant uh, to realize it. So uh, the aha moments have been plenty. Uh, I am 71 years old and so in hindsight is actually brilliant 2020 vision. And when you look back and you start connecting the dots, you think, well, what a pity I didn't shift my ego a bit quicker then because then the rest of that wouldn't have been so difficult. However, it had to be that way to get me or anyone else who's willing to where they are. So many aha moments, many beautiful teachers, uh, wonderful people who, when I was certainly in the scientific world, I had a most wonderful guru who told me I would be doing everything that I'm doing now. And I thought to myself, this old gentleman is mad. He's mad. <laughs> uh, but the ahas came and I thought, oh, actually, that's what Maraji told me. And not only him, many other teachers too have said, this is because they clearly were doing the kind of stuff we do. They were just downloading information to pass on to who needed to hear it. Um, but, of course, we don't always want to hear it, do we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, most of the time, uh, our eyes, ears, you know, we're just looking at the uh, surface level. We don't, we're so scared no. to go deep and really see, really hear. And, um, um, you know, if I may uh, give you a bit of my own <laughs> kicking, uh, it has always been kick in the butt. <laughs> you know, I get a pain in my back mm -hmm. and it tells me that there is a point of learning and you are missing something. Go learn. And uh, that's how mm. my pain manifests and that's how my pain goes away until the lesson comes through. Uh, so that's why I was uh, uh, wondering that uh, um, maybe you had something like that. But uh, I guess I may be even more stubborn than you. That's why I need some wake-up call here and there. And that's where the turns come in. Uh, but that you're right. It happens uh, with a lot of us uh, that there is a, either some diagnosis, some pain, some something else that could be a wake-up call to look at life differently, but only if uh, we're ready and we want to do something with that, right? I agree with you. In fact, you know, the subconscious mind can only make you aware of something you need to work with by bringing it to consciousness. And the only way that it can bring it to consciousness is by giving you a pain in the neck 
or a sore back or a crippled knee or a so from a body psychology point of view the body does talk mm -hmm. and if the mind listens the person who's traveling in the body the soul that is traveling in this rolls royce we call a body gets to realize that there's a message here that i need to attend to and so i'm familiar with it i've had many aches and pains over the <laughs> many <laughs> Many of them self-inflicted as well. But even those self-inflicted ones, there is still the subconscious mind is trying to tell you what the soul wants you to work with. So, yes, it's, uh, it's an interesting journey. Yeah. It's, it's, once uh, you have those eyes that can view things from that perspective, you know, it's just you can smile all the way. You know, yes. it's a, it's like a, even if it's a pain, so what? You know, mm -hmm. uh, it, that's what makes it interesting. Absolutely, and you know, when when I talk to my clients as well, if they come with a sore this or that or whatever, and I say, well, are you? Is this something you're struggling with? And they say, what are you psychic? I say, no, it's got nothing to do with being psychic. <laughs> it's the body has a common textbook for all of us. And if you learn to read the textbook, the messages are the same. The, the right knee or the left wrist or the whatever is primarily the same message because actually we're all so similar in many ways. And one of the tragedies of uh, the belief systems that we tap into is that they keep us apart from instead of a part of each other. And... Uh, Yes, it's, uh, it's sad in a way, but only us as individuals can change that and say, well, I want to be more a part of and less apart from. That's a choice. Absolutely. I like that, um, the way you put it, that uh, we have so much in common in terms of the origination of, uh, you know, different things that happen to us. But then we put a cover on it with some uh, life experience, uh, you know, some filter of belief system, and then we start looking all different. So it's, it's just that we all have our own rose-colored glasses, and then we color our life uh, very differently. And, you know, sometimes the, the, this is what cracks me up. Uh, you know, somebody will start talking to you and uh, say, I have this, this, this. And you will say, uh, do you want to consider, you know, doing, you know, either body talk or something, you know, something that, you know, uh, that, that can wake you up, right? That can... Uh, bring this to the consciousness level and uh, uh, what cracks me up uh, when people say no 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 but my pain is different <laughs> and that's my <laughs> that, okay don't talk anymore <laughs> you know this person doesn't want yeah. to be part of you know we are all the same and the poem, you know, there is a common thing that you should start out with. And then you branch out and say, what more I am struggling with, you know. So I, yeah. I like the yeah. way you describe things, Dale. You were uh, really making me smile from ear to ear. 
<laughs> well, you know, the thing is, too, when they say my pain is different, it's it really is the little ego that just wants to be recognized as mm. see me. Uh, and so my pain is different. I've, I've got a sore right knee, and it's different to anybody else's sore right knee, especially from a consciousness point of view, is because I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to be recognized. I want to be seen. I want to be like a little child, you know, when they're at the kids and they say, Mommy, 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 watch me. And Mommy thinks, oh, yes, I'm watching you, darling. And Mommy, Mommy, watch me. It's I don't think it changes too much for many mm. people as they become adults because they haven't dealt with that that little voice that was never listened to or was ignored or was put down or was told it wasn't good enough or it was too stupid or it was whatever. And so it tries to find a way. So then their pain will be different. Mine is different. Hmm. Yeah, this is the inner child that is talking. But I like uh, the way Absolutely. you said it. Recognize uh, that that's how we're trying to differentiate ourselves. I mean, the whole of our life. You know, I am unique. Uh, you know, that <laughs> that's what I was told so many times. <laughs> but you are unique. Mm. And, uh, you know, and now I go back and say, really? You know, <laughs> I'm still uh, one of the many. Uh, good, uh, good explanation, yes, I, though. I think we need to see ourselves as one of the many uniques. Because we mm -hmm. do all have our own personalities, our own star signs, our own astrology, our own whatever. But if you come down to the cellular level, the DNA of Homo sapiens is exactly the same. <laughs> it cannot be confused with the DNA of an elephant or of a giraffe. Homo sapiens DNA is exactly the same. True. True. But our experiences are different. So that's the, yeah. that's what is the uniqueness that is put on top of the sameness exactly. so, uh, and it's to be able to share sorry shared experience yes yeah it is that's what makes it exciting mm -hmm. now maybe uh going a bit deep deeper into the mindscape part so since you have been teaching and, uh, you know, that, that is where lots of your experiences are, what are some of the, uh, I don't know, what are the changes or what are the differences you saw in some of your students after taking the course? Did they come back and said their life was changed or how, you have a couple of examples that stick out? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Indu, I've, I've been very privileged to teach Mindscape and similar things since 2008. And, you know, there'll be people, always be people who come to do a course and they're blown away and they go go off 
on their lives and you sometimes hear from them, sometimes you never hear from them again. But when I started teaching, I thought the students need to be supported and that's why I introduced uh, three hour mini workshops and also free one hour question and answer workshops, uh, which now we can do online thanks to COVID. COVID brought us many blessings. So with duality, there's every bit of negative, there's always a positive. Mm -hmm. And I have been very blessed that I have many students who come back time and time again. They ordered the courses again. They come to the mini mindscapes, whether they're in person or online from all over the world. And when you hear, just watching them, knowing who sat in your class in the beginning and watching how they've used Mindscape to better themselves, first of all, because as a self-development course, it's amazing. But to not only better themselves from a self-development point of view, but in every aspect of their lives, I have got people who have become Olympic gold medalists because they've used Mindscape in sport. I've got people who are very good at business and have flown with business. I have got people who've written best-selling books. I've got people who have even done medical breakthroughs, microbiologists who have done incredible things because they've used Mindscape as a simple technique to ask the cell they're working with, what does it need? What would it like? And because they've learned to trust what they get from the intuition, have done the most amazing work. But especially remotely working with people all over Africa, especially Kenya. I have got students in Kenya who are in the middle of the bush, especially one particular young woman by the name of Julia Frankham. She's one of the few white people who can speak the Samburu language. And mm. between us and Mindscape, she has helped people who've been trodden by elephants. She's got no medical training, gunshot wounds, attacks, um, snake bites, really serious snake bites, and using Mindscape to download what does she need to do. And there are many others like her who have worked with animals. I have uh, also a young woman who is a, a gynecologist who trained in the very remote part of, of Africa. And you have got no idea when you're sitting where you're sitting, what the medical facilities are like in some parts of Africa. There are no instruments or often the wrong instruments, but using Mindscape, she has done the most in Incredible thing. She's an obstetrician. And I have a young student who is uh, in the Netherlands working with the animal science. And the research work he's doing is boggling people's minds because he gets the animals to do what no one can imagine doing. They come to him and he communicates with them and they tell him what they need. He does it and his results are mind-blowing. So there's so many stories. Uh, in fact, I've written a book uh, oh, called The Real I was, Sentient I was, Beings. 
<laughs> yeah, it was going through my mind that you should write a book, and uh, sorry, I didn't even know that you had written one. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually with the publishers at the moment because I was nagged by my students and clients. Please tell these stories, but when I think about the many ways people can use Mindscape, there is nothing in this entire universe that you cannot use Mindscape for. All you have to do is be prepared to try. Mm -hmm. And the answers come, and they won't always make sense. But if you work through the processes, eventually you can connect the dots, and then one gets your own aha after aha after aha. And it's so beautifully simple. And uh, it has been the highlight of my life is is traveling all around the world. Nowadays, because of COVID, we do it online, which makes it more exciting because you've got people in your Zoom classroom from all over the world, including America. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when they come back with their stories and we continue our journeys together, I am deeply privileged and honored to do the work that clearly my soul chose to come and do. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you are writing a book. Wow, there are so many stories that you must have. And uh, I can feel that they are coming from your heart and uh, uh, must be a lot of fun to take a class uh, with you. Uh, maybe one of these days I'll come back and take another Mindscape <laughs> with you. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I must tell you, Indu, I have my coordinator in Johannesburg Janet Cronier has sat uh -huh. through 48 Mindscapes. And I've said oh. to her as a coordinator, you don't need to sit through it. And she says, you must be mad. I wouldn't miss this for the world. Yeah. So she sat through 48 Mindscapes. And she oh. learns every time. And, uh, you know, you, even when I teach it, I've taught, I, I, I cannot tell you how many courses I've taught, but I learn every time I teach it as well. Yeah, that, that, that I, I can believe that. Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing course. Uh, I mean, uh, I, it's hard to even describe in words. That's that's how I would say it. Uh, and lately, I've been thinking, you know, why not corporate world uh, been using it. So that's uh, one of my yeah. dreams to take Mindscape <laughs> to the corporate world because I was in corporate world and I suffered enough, right? Because uh, uh, you were I can, using I, half of your brain. <laughs> I can share this with you. I am. I teach many corporate uh, oh, okay. institutions. In fact, I had one of my students who came to do uh, Mindscape and he flew me to Durban, which is on the east coast of South Africa, to teach his entire staff. Mm -hmm. And I, I have several of those stories as well. That, that where, where the, the corporate head, the CEO, or whatever you want to call them, the boss, decides, mm -hmm. wait, wait, I yep. can use this for my business. So, yes, I do a lot of that teaching as well. And uh, people have spectacular results. 
Awesome. Awesome. I didn't know that you were teaching corporate as well. Ah, good to know. Yeah, people ask me. I've, well, Indu, I have taught under trees in the bush in yeah. Kenya. In fact, some of my biggest classes in the world, in-person classes, that is, have been in Kenya, in Central Africa. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, okay. You, uh, you have definitely expanded my horizons <laughs> here. Uh, I didn't know that much about Mindscape. I mean, I worked with Homera, of course, and uh, uh, worked with Angela yeah. Atkins and... Uh, uh, Andy Spencer, but uh, uh, didn't get a chance to yeah. delve deep uh, uh, into Mindscape with you, but uh, yeah. maybe there's a reason for everything, right? <laughs> yes, Amira is one of my students and uh, I've known Angela for many years as well. We, we're, we're part of the old school. Yeah. The... So if you were to summarize your message to the world... Actually, before we summarize, uh, do you want to give out your contact information? Your, do you have a website? What yes, is the best certainly. way? Okay, go ahead. Let's do that uh, first. Absolutely, I do. I have a website, www.dnaexpress.co.za, and the DNA stands for Distinctly Natural Alternative. My email address is dale at dnaexpress.co.za. Mm -hmm. My cell number is plus two seven seven two eight two eight five double two seven. And I am always willing to engage with whoever would like to engage with me. Nice, nice. All right. Um, now let's uh, talk about what is your uh, message to the world? Well, my message to the world is that we each get an opportunity. We have an opportunity to work with the tools that are available to learn from tools that we sometimes do not yet know about, but if we're willing, they will find us. And that really, we are absolutely amazing beings with unlimited potential. And we should not allow ourselves to be restricted by those who want to restrict us. We need to realize that we are traveling in the most amazing vehicle called the human body and that each and every one of us is connected to universe and it's a little bit like the internet i guess you either want to use it to expand yourself or you want to sit in a cave and not it is ultimately a choice and choices can be changed you can go down a road and think this isn't for me but I need to find a road that is for me. So keep looking, because sooner or later the road will find you. If you prepare to look, the road will find you, and once you're on the road, it knows where it's going, and that's all you need to be bothered with. 
I love that analogy. Beautiful. Just be open and then ask the universe to help you. It will take you where, exactly. <laughs> where you need to go. Absolutely exactly. beautiful. Exactly. You might not always like it, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. but you will be where you need to go. <laughs> uh, what a pleasure it has been, Dale, talking to you, getting to know you, uh, knowing your journey, and uh, uh, wow, what all you have done for the universe by teaching Mindscape. And uh, if that doesn't inspire people, I don't know what what would. Uh, absolutely <laughs> beautiful. So anyway, if uh, people have any questions for me, my email is indu at body talks mind lessons. So exactly as Dale sta stated, you know, if you let your body talk and you let your mind listens, that's where miracles happens. Right. Yeah. It, it's it, indeed, and it's been a great privilege and an honor uh, chatting with you this evening. I am deeply humbled, and I thank you for the opportunity. And I just wish you everything of the best because what you're doing is equally important. Getting people mm -hmm. to get in touch, and that's important. I appreciate that comment, uh, Dale. Thank you very much. And it has been a total pleasure and privilege talking to you. And you take good care of yourself. All right. We'll talk again. Take care. Bye-bye, Dale. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Goodbye. All the best.